Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted, as always, that you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top four stories trending here in Thailand, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel, and also hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next Thai Expat Daily Show is uploaded onto the platform. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, look down below in the description, and you will find a link that will take you to a website where all the available podcast players can be found and finally if you like the show if you want to support the show if you want to buy me a coffee you can do so by looking down below in the description and following the link to buymeacoffee.com so now that's all done and dusted let's start off by looking at the well the daily and the yearly traffic statistics here in the country and it's something I always like to do once in a while it shines a light on how dangerous the roads are in this country and you know just letting tourists and prospective people coming to this country know that if you don't ride a motorbike you've never been on a motorbike Thailand is not the place to be learning nevertheless today or yesterday the 18th of August 2023 we had 1,625 people injured on the roads with 17 people dying now the overall statistics for the whole year we've had 504,442 injuries with nearly 9,161 deaths on the road this year and that is a staggering loss of life for a country of you know 60 odd million and a large amount of that are tourists who and expats who are either living in the country or visiting in the country so if you are coming to the country please as always use common sense and if you don't ride a motorbike in your home country don't do it in thailand it is certainly as i said not the place to learn but we're going to jump into the top four trending stories here in thailand we seem to be finally getting closer to having a prime minister and a government now certainly not a government that anyone would have predicted the Thai party seemed to be going into coalition with anybody and everybody now it has been confirmed that they will enter into coalition with prior chanachas party the coup leader himself the party that was set up for the coup leader to run for prime minister are now going to join the puatai led coalition it really does show you that puatai will do anything abandon all morals and standards to bring and try get this guy taxing shinawatra home because i believe this is the only reason that they're entering into this is to do deals so this guy who has broken the law who's facing a 10-year prison sentence can come back to thailand and get away scot-free that's what i think it's all about we'll see how it pans out apparently according to media reports he'll be coming home either 21st or the 22nd of this month by private plane into Don Wong airport let's see if he has the balls to do it personally I don't think he has yet there's no guarantee about what will happen to him when he arrives but apparently if he does arrive he'll be arrested taken to the supreme court where he'll be there to acknowledge the, his sentence and brought to jail and we'll see how quickly he gets out after that I just don't see how he could or how he would put himself in such jeopardy to me it does seem a tad bit odd. Of course, he's in Dubai again now, of course, uh, after telling us last month that he couldn't travel on the date that he was meant to because his doctor said he had to undergo some tests in Hong Kong. But after that, he managed to get to Cambodia and now Dubai. So let's see which way he turns up at this time. My predictions are maybe he comes back. It'll only be if a deal is done to let him off scot-free, but we'll see. Nevertheless, lengthy parliamentary debate expected during PM selection on August 22nd. So August 22nd has been the date selected, guys. Puatai's party prime ministerial candidate does not need to give a vision statement during the joint sitting of parliament scheduled on August 22nd to select the prime minister, said House Speaker Wan Muhammad Nurmata at a press conference today. Members of the two houses will, he said, 
said be allowed to engage in a debate before the selection process for about five hours from 10am with the senators allocated two hours and the MPs up to three. The Puatai party appears determined to nominate Soretta Tavasin, a former real estate tycoon, as its prime ministerial candidate. Before the press conference, Wan was at a meeting with the Senate and the House Whips to discuss the Prime Minister's selection in detail. Regarding the vision statement, Wan said that one is not required by the constitution nor in the meeting regulations and hence it is not required from the candidate. On the urgent motion submitted by the Move Forward Party MP, Rangsiman Rome, asking Parliament to review its previous decision rejecting the renomination of Move Forward Party leader Peter Limjanarat, Wan said that the whips agreed that Rangsiman should be allowed to submit the motion, but the House Speaker should invoke his power to reject it. So that's where we are. Prime Ministerial vote on August 22nd. And for people who don't know, by the way, Sareta Tavasin was never, he's not an MP or anything. You're allowed to nominate an outsider for Prime Minister. I, personally, I think it's wrong. I think you should have to run as an MP and you have to be elected by the people to be able to be then nominated to the Prime Ministerial chair. I, I think that would be a much fairer way. The fact that these guys don't even run for office to me is very very strange but nevertheless that is the way things are set up at the moment here in Thailand by the way Peter Limjanarat did run and he is an MP so uh, his selection process would have been better in my opinion but nevertheless we'll move on to some more tourism news bookings are down as China slumps Chinese economic woes are pressuring inbound tourism during the Golden Week holiday in October leading to sluggish forward bookings according to the tourism operators Swat Akrawat, Vice President of the Tourism Council of Thailand, said travel agents reported slower bookings than usual for China's National Day, one of the longest holidays in that country. Mr. Surawat said the decline is attributed to a sluggish economic recovery that is taking a toll on spending as deflation looms. In the property sector, giant company Country Garden missed a bond payment, leading to concerns about the domestic economy. The Chinese government is also promoting domestic tourism to stimulate local consumption, he said. Regarding the slow tourist visa application process for Chinese visitors, Mr. Surawat said he believes this is not a major factor for the decline in arrivals, with economic woes the main culprit. He said the process has been eased as the Department of Consular Affairs vowed to improve its approval system. Many Chinese tourists can also choose visa on arrival as an alternative method. Mr. Surawat said as China continues to promote exports and has business travellers visiting other countries, Thailand should ramp up marketing towards the MICE, that's the Meeting, Incentives, Convention and Exhibitions Market, and independent tourists instead of focusing on tour groups. He predicted Thailand could tally 500,000 Chinese visitors per month in the fourth quarter because of higher flight capacity. The country welcomed 1 million visitors per month from the mainland in 2019. Now, the chairperson for marketing at the Thai Hotels Association, Kun Prachum, said hotels in Phuket are gradually gaining bookings from Chinese tourists during Golden Week, though they remain subdued compared with past years because of limited flight supply and tepid economic growth. However, Phuket can expect a promising high season thanks to long-haul travellers from Europe and Russia, she said. These markets are increasing bookings in October, which is a month ahead of their usual travel period, said Miss Pachum. This should help the increase in occupancy rate and diversify the market to offset Chinese slowdown. Despite the lower volume, inbound Chinese tourists have relatively high spending power, especially young couples and families with stable jobs and wealth, she said. So again, Thailand, I don't think Thailand have learned anything from COVID. 
this is what I, I'm starting to come to the realization about. During COVID, I think the main message that we were getting from the Tourism Authority of Thailand and the government was we need to have sustainable tourists. We don't need to be putting all our eggs in one basket, all our eggs, you know, focusing on the Chinese market, focusing on European travelers. Because when you have a pandemic, when you have things that go wrong, your source of money dries up. And basically, the their vision during COVID was all nonsense, was all bullshit. As soon as the gates open, it's back to the old ways of doing things, like in 2019, as many guests and travellers into this country as possible and get extract as much money out of them. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you can't go around for three years telling everybody how you're going to, you know, practice sustainable tourism and you want quality over quantity. And then the second the doors reopen, they're doing the complete opposite of what they've been saying. They basically wasted everybody's time and money, by the way, because they spend a great deal of money promoting all these ideas during COVID. And of course, now we can see the it was all just kind of just talk more than anything else. But nevertheless, the high season coming is looking good in terms of European and Russian bookings. I'm not sure if the Europeans and the Russians are going to get along too well. I do think that Europeans, some Europeans are being put off coming to the likes of Phuket because of the Russian population that are currently here. And that has certainly been voiced in a lot of UK publications and European publications at the moment. So people are thinking twice because they some just don't want to be around Russians because of the Ukraine war. And that is a fact of life at the moment. Now, you can say that's right or wrong, but that is the way things are. Look, at the end of the day, my hope is that Thai people earn a good living out of it all. And, you know, that the island and and, and Thailand in general, because the, the article's talking about Phuket, but Phuket is not a place that needs to be, you know, full to the brim all the time. It, there is no sustainable tourism within Phuket at the moment. And it's kind of laughable for a place that wants to be promoted as this world-class destination. Again, we can always talk about it. No proper public transportation. Roads are fairly decrepit. One airport that really is still not up to the standard of international airports and absolutely taxi mafia everywhere ripping people off. And you see it in the news on a daily basis. So these problems still haven't been solved, but Phuket still want more tourists. And they don't understand that these issues also do hinder people coming to Phuket and Thailand, of course. But I'd love to know your opinion about it all. Do you think there is a huge over-reliance on the international markets when they should maybe be focusing more on domestic tourism as well? You know, because I think there is a, a sense that Thai people are being left behind since the pandemic kind of finished up and Thailand reopened. Love to know your thoughts as always down below in the comment section. Now, an interesting story going around, and I'll just read it to you. I'll go through it and we can discuss it after. Hotels threat to sack bereaved woman decreed. The Minister of Labour is investigating a five-star hotel that had allegedly fired one of its employees who had to take time off work to take care of her dying mother. Labour Minister Suchart Chomklin ordered the investigation after the plight of the former employee caused an uproar on social media. The woman, who worked at a luxury resort in Pak Chong district of Nakhon Rechisma province, posted a screenshot of a conversation with her ex-supervisor in which she requested extended leave as she had to take care of her terminally ill mother, a request her supervisor denied. When her mother passed away, the employee asked her supervisor for some more time off so she could return to her home province of Buriram for the funeral. In response, the supervisor replied, Are you saying you're quitting the job? Once you're done with your personal business, drop by and sign your resignation letter. The post was shared more than 60,000 times with most of the comments blasting the supervisor's callousness. Mr. Suchard said he had instructed Department of Labour Protection and Welfare to look into the matter. 
Now, according to the Labour Protection Act, all employees, including those who are still on probation and daily labour, are entitled to take three days off each year to attend to personal business. An inspector from the Labour Protection and Welfare Office in Nakhon Rachisama has been sent to the hotel on a fact-finding mission, said Niyam Asongkau, the department director. Employees who believe they have been or are being mistreated by their employers can file a complaint at their local Labour Protection Office, Mr Niyam added. On Thursday, a group of hotel executives went to the funeral of Wat Tri Pum Wanaram in Muang district of Buriam. They reassured the woman her job was secure. The hotel has suspended her boss pending an investigation. Now, a statement was released by the hotel, which is the intercontinental Kauyai Resort, by the way. And the general manager, Sandy Liu, put out this statement, which really is just nonsensical. Following the recent incident that has been widely reported on social media, we have suspended a member of staff from the resort while we continue the investigation into the manager's conduct. One of our colleagues has recently lost her mother and we want to express our profound sympathy and support for her and her grieving family. They are not alone. We stand by them during this trying time with unwavering compassion. The well-being of our colleagues is a priority etched in our hearts. Within the resort, we hold steadfast to IHG Hotel and resort's values which underscore doing what's right and genuinely caring these principles illuminate our path and define our every endeavor so this is the statement from the intercontinental kawiai the hotel responsible for all this um i mean what to say about that i mean it's a supervisor i think it's more a manager i mean if you're in a hotel and you're calling in sick you're calling but you're going to be getting to the manager supervisors don't have that much power and they certainly don't have the power to kick you out so it's definitely a manager in the hotel probably restaurant bar something like that first and foremost just the the lack of compassion humanity by this person to treat another employee in such a way now they obviously know the mother has terminal cancer the staff members gone home to take care of them they probably take taken a leave 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 without pay for a couple of weeks which would be normal and they might have some holidays saved up and they're taking them and then the mother passes away and they get a message like that oh i when you're finished come back and pick up your resignation or bring your your resignation letter and sign it like you're fired i mean what kind of people are running this hotel what kind of person is in charge of people like that and to me I've never really heard of anything like that in Thailand because I always thought the Thai people are very compassionate when it comes to funerals and, you know, people passing and things like this. And there's a general compassion amongst Thai people. But I wonder, is this a Thai person? It's intercontinental. It's a well-known hotel. Is it a foreigner they were talking with? It's hard to know. Of course, they haven't given any details. So we're only kind of guessing through all of this. But nevertheless, the statement from the manager to me is pathetic. You know, if you're going to come out and you're going to make a statement, you know, have the balls to... You know, call out what was going on, say this is wrong a bit more, a bit stronger, you know. To me, it's all too scripted, you know, and and there's no real passion or heart beyond it. It's something Intercontinental scripted themselves, sent out. To me as well, general manager of the hotel, she's got to know what kind of staff she's working underneath her. Got to know stuff like this is going on. It's probably not the first time this has gone on, by the way, because if the manager so easily did this, it's probably not the first time. Sounds like a bully. Sounds like somebody you certainly don't want working for you. And I hope uh, they are not in any form of job where they're dealing with people in the future. But to me, it's disgusting the way they were that lady was treated. And I and I I genuinely hope that Intercontinental get off their asses, support this woman, and also a, a nice bit of compensation, in my opinion, is warranted on this occasion. But nevertheless, I'd love to know what you think about it, guys, down below in the comment section.
And finally, Phuket joins in the crackdown on Chinese rip-off schemes at temples. This is quite interesting. Phuket tourist police and tourism officials have begun their inspections of temples across Phuket to ensure they comply with an edict by the Sangha Supreme Council to not allow foreigners to rent areas at temples in order to profit from tourists. The edict issued last Saturday specifically mentioned people selling Thai amulets to Chinese tourists and people fraudulently impersonating monks in order to sell amulets at greatly inflated prices. Also noted was that it was Chinese investors primarily of concern in carrying out the practices. Penalties will be imposed on monks that allow such practices at the temple and criminal charges will be levied against all parties involved, the edict said. Practice like those found at Wat Khao Shishan in Chonburi will not be tolerated and that's according to the National Office of Buddhism. Police Colonel Pasit, Deputy Superintendent of the Tourism Police Division 3, led the inspection at several main temples across Phuket yesterday. Joining him uh, were a number of high-ranking officials from the Department of Tourism and Sports and from the Phuket Buddhism Office. Among the temples inspected yesterday were Wat Lat Thai in Shillong, Wat Sawang Aram in Rawai and Rat Khao Rang in Phuket Town. The team inspected the temple's areas and questioned leading monks at the temples but no infractions were reported. Of course, the no infractions were reported. Probably they were given advance notice beforehand and they cleared everybody out. That's normally how it goes around here. Any of these inspections, it normally starts off with the um, the people doing the criminal activity, getting the phone call, the tip off, and then they flee before anybody turns up. And then, oh, it's all perfect here. Nothing wrong. Let's move along. Kind of good to see that people are taking these things a little bit seriously. But then again, they have to understand and probably know that tip-off is probably being done in these situations. But nevertheless, that's it for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show as always. We'll be with you in the next couple of days. As always, stay safe out there and have a great day. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.